begin. <clears throat> Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. It was a private meeting held away from the gathering crowds that followed Jesus and hidden away from the watchful eyes of the Jewish council that was fearful of Jesus. By the light of day, Nicodemus was a respected and powerful Pharisee, a leader. He held a prominent role within Jewish society. People listened to him. People followed his instruction in all matters pertaining to faith. He was an example of right relationship with God. In many ways, he was also a gatekeeper to God. That was Nicodemus by the light of day. Under the cover of night, however, we witness a different man, a man who is stumbling in the dark. He cannot see or understand. He seems lost and even confused. His place in society, his education, and even his faith are no longer providing stability or answers. Everything for him is changing. And so Nicodemus goes to Jesus by night. Under the cover of night, he knows it will provide a safe space to ask questions, to receive answers, and to ponder the mysteries of of God's kingdom with one who appears to know. Nevertheless, when Nicodemus arrives, he does not begin with a question. He begins with a declaration. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus responds, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus makes a declaration. Jesus responds with a rebuttal. It's an interesting conversation. Then Nicodemus does ask a question. How? How? How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus responds to Nicodemus' questions, his how questions, (laughs) with a birth story. The conversation just gets more interesting as we go along. Jesus knew that Nicodemus' questions, his, those how questions, were not the questions that he really wanted answered. The questions that had driven Nicodemus to come to Jesus by night were most likely along the lines of, who am I? Why was I born? Where do I belong? How can I be at peace with who I am? Those are the types of questions that that drive us into the wilderness of life. Those are the type of questions that, that keep us awake at night. Nicodemus came to Jesus desperate for answers desperate to understand. He wanted to line up proofs and arguments so that he could arrive at a clear conclusion and thereby become a believer. 
Nicodemus assumed that this, is, was, that this was how faith was born and sustained. Very simple. Follow a pattern. One, two, three. You're a believer. And why not? It's what he had been taught. It's what he had taught others. And yet, Jesus' answers are completely incomprehensible to Nicodemus. Faith is born of the Spirit. A Spirit that blows like the wind. Blows where it chooses. Blows and we hear the sound of it, but, but we do not know where it comes from or where it goes. Jesus tells Nicodemus that life in God's kingdom cannot be earned or achieved. One is simply born into God's kingdom. And living in the Spirit cannot be controlled or chartered or calculated. And as you can imagine, all of this was very foreign and confusing to Nicodemus who only knew how to trust in the security of of rituals and doctrines and instructions of the synagogue. Further, Jesus tells Nicodemus that to be born of the wind would mean allowing the Spirit to propel him, to propel him along the way without any sense of these old securities. To be born of the wind would mean trusting God's love for him more than trusting in the opinions and the beliefs and the doctrines of others. Incomprehensible. And yet, Jesus tells him, in essence, this is not about what you do. You do not give birth to yourself. You cannot give birth to yourself. God is the one who breathes life into you. And God is the one who gives you birth from above. Nicodemus asks Jesus how questions. And Jesus tells him about the God who gives birth to us. And I imagine that Jesus knew in that moment that his birth story would be difficult for Nicodemus to hear because change is always hard. And yet it would seem Jesus knew that that as Nicodemus trusted in the Spirit, he would find himself living life eternally in God's presence. You are not so different from Nicodemus. I am not so different from Nicodemus. We come here week after week to proclaim who God is. To ask God to make things right for us to ask God to bring us into God's presence, to give us eternal life. 
We are so much like Nicodemus. And in the midst of our struggling to figure out how to win God's favor, God is giving us birth. And we don't realize it. God is laboring over us. God is breathing life into us. Pushing us out into new life. And yet we're sitting here struggling. Failing to recognize that God so loved us, so loves us. God is giving you life here and now. And what we must do in this moment is to live in that love. To permit it to change us and inspire us, to embolden us and to humble us. Deconstruction and reconstruction in the love of God. In the chapters that follow, Nicodemus begins to allow himself to be born of the wind. Things change for him. We learn that Nicodemus, who, who had first came to, to Jesus under the cover of night, later speaks up for Jesus, publicly questioning those with authority who would judge and eventually condemn him. Then after Jesus' death on the cross, when all the disciples have fled, it is Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus who come forward and prepare his body. He's no longer afraid or intimidated, or controlled. And we can speculate that Nicodemus has come to realize that, that he is born from above. Not of his own doing, mind you, but of the love of God that birthed him anew and gave him a life of, of boldness. I wonder for you, for me as well, what would it mean for us to understand that we are born of the wind? Most of us think that we know God. We know who God is, who God calls us to be, what God wants us to do. What if we were... What if we were to stop telling God what we know? And recognize that God is, is bigger than our naming. And in stopping, what if we were to listen? Listen for God's word to sweep over us without any direction from us. What would happen... If, if we did not hold back, but allowed the wind to take us to places not on our agendas? What would happen if, if we listened for God to call forth from us that which we did not recognize as being possible? What would happen? 
what might God be calling forth from you now? Can you allow yourselves to be vulnerable to the untamed wind of God? To be born of the wind is to trust our life to the God who is. And the God who is has given birth to each of you. To be born of the wind is to embrace the mysterious newness of God, knowing that we do not have the final say upon God's wind as it moves through creation. To be born of the wind is to live knowing that we were born out of love. And that love is to inspire us and to embolden us and to set us free. What would it be for you if you were to live by the wind? Thanks be to God.